You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast with Pastor Dave Koop. The most exciting times we have in our Christian life is when we have the privilege of sharing our faith and seeing God change lives. That's really the most exciting thing is a changed life. Whether we're sharing it, whether we're investing into it, whether we're supporting it one way or another, it's just great to see lives change. And he gives us the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. Our message this morning is called Come and See. It's about Andrew. Andrew's an incredible character in the Bible. He's only really mentioned three times. Well, his name appears more, but he's kind of in three scenes. If it was like a drama, we see Andrew showing up three times in the story. Every time Andrew shows up, guess what he's doing? He's bringing somebody to Jesus. He says, come and check this out. A little bit of background about Andrew. Andrew was the first follower of Jesus. He's the first one who really goes and follows after Jesus. He had a friend, and his friend is John. John is also a disciple. John wrote the Gospel of John. They're friends. John's dad is a fisherman. If in today's world, he would have several fishing boats, and he'd be fishing off maybe the Queen Charlotte Islands or somewhere, but he, had a, he was into, in the fishing industry. And Andrew worked for him, and so did Andrew's brother. Andrew's brother is Simon Peter. We know a lot more about Peter than Andrew because Peter was bold and out there. Peter is also his older brother. He's Simon Peter because our Lord changed his name from Simon to Peter. So he's called Simon Peter. Now, Andrew, every time he shows up again, he's leading somebody. or saying, hey, you've got to come check this out. You've got to look at this. He was pretty bold with his faith even after the Lord was resurrected and the book of Acts was over and he went out. The disciples went to different parts of the world. We know that, for example, Thomas went to India And Andrew went north. He ended up going up towards the Black Sea, all around that area. He preached the gospel, and he went as far as into present-day Ukraine up to Kiev. That's how far he went. And uh, so he's known for a lot of things. One thing that he's known for is the way he died. He was crucified, but his cross was in the shape of an X. He didn't want it to be upright. He said, no, I'm not worthy of that. Put it sideways. And so we have St. Andrew's Cross. And you're from Scotland. There's St. Andrew's Day on November 30th. And that uh, if you're from Nova Scotia, you have St. Andrew's Cross on your flag. And so actually in a number of countries, there's St. Andrew's Cross. And that's because he was crucified on an angle in the shape of an X. So this is Andrew. He's, He's not mentioned a lot, but every time he is mentioned... This guy's bringing somebody, introducing somebody to Jesus. Interesting character. We pick up the story in the Gospel of of John. And uh, if you have your notes, you can go there. And uh, and just before we do that, though, uh, we should do something fun this morning. Um, I don't know who told you, hey, check it out. But somebody probably said, hey, come and check it out. Come and see. Uh, I know somebody said to me, hey, come and see. Come take a look at Jesus. We have lots of opportunities to do that coming up in December. And uh, whether it be a neighbor, a friend, or somebody said, come and see. We know that Andrew said to his brother, hey, come check this out, Simon. And we know that he said to some very influential Greek leaders, hey, come check this out, come and see. But invariably, somebody told us, hey, why don't you come check it out? So we thought it'd be interesting this morning if we did a little survey. We want you to bring your phones to church. We want you to text in church. 
but just put it on vibrate and text for good things. This is a good thing to text this morning. And uh, I mean, if you want to tweet it out or shout out that, hey, God spoke to me this in a message, that's okay. But get your phone out because we're going to do a little survey here this morning. And we're going to find out in our audience this morning, who told us, come and see? Who was the Andrew in your life? Who said to you, come and see? So we're going to put up a question on the screen. And who told you to come and see? And the, so here's the number you have to phone. The number is 37607, so dial that number in your phone. And then you text. If it was a family member, you type in, come one. A friend is two, co-worker three, neighbor four, stranger five, and other is six. So in the next few minutes, just grab your phones and you text us. And we'll find out just interesting little survey live in the service. And we'll find out who said to you, come and see. In Andrew's case... He's, as a family member, saying to his brother, you got to come check this out. Now, what had happened, both Andrew and John were followers of John the Baptist. Remember, John the Baptist was this voice crying in the wilderness. He had baptized people, and it was a great change. And so people were listening and following John the Baptist. It was a big deal that they would follow John the Baptist. And so they were following John the Baptist, especially for John, both John and Andrew, but for John, because his dad's name was Zebedee, and he was a Pharisee. So for him to go and follow and listen to John the Baptist was a really radical move. And they're listening to John the Baptist, and one day, John the Baptist, this is after Jesus had been baptized, a little later on, John says, John the Baptist says, behold, that is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Notice what I said, takes away the sin. Takes away the sin. Doesn't cover it, doesn't just uh, look over it, but he literally will take away the sin. Do you know that Jesus takes away your sin? The enemy may remind you about your sin, but Jesus literally takes it away. It's no longer there. It no longer has a hold on your life, no guilt, no shame. He takes away the sin of the world. And so John the Baptist, there by the Jordan River, he makes this declaration. And beside him are these two disciples, Andrew and John. And they say, you know what? We're going to follow Jesus. And John the Baptist releases them, and they become followers of Jesus. And shortly thereafter is when Andrew says to his brother, he goes and finds his brother. And he says, hey, you got to come see this. All right, so we've got some answers up there. Let's find out the results. You guys ready for the results? Okay, let's put them up there. Let's find out how, who told us to come and see. Family member. You, okay, look at that. That's way up there, number one. Number two is friend. Coworkers, three. Neighbors, four. Stranger is up there. And then other. So look at the power of a family member saying, hey, come check this out. Friend, very strong, and then workers and neighbors, so forth, strangers. You, know, you can invite a stranger, and you'll be surprised how eagerly they'll come and see. Ashley, come tell me what happened on the bus the other day. I gave you a warning that I might do this. Ashley shared yesterday, she's one of our interns, and she was uh, sharing a Saturday morning prayer. You did a great job speaking yesterday morning, encouraging us to get in the river and what God's plan was. But tell us what happened on the bus, because you, you did this. You invited somebody to come and see. Tell us about what happened, because you, you did that number five. Um, it was super cool, because right now we have, like, the best excuse to talk to someone about Christmas. So I sat on the bus, and this girl was sitting next to me. And I was like, oh, hey, what are you doing for Christmas? And she's like, nothing. I don't have anything to do. I was like, 
I've got the answer for you. <laughs> so you need to come to the Christmas um, big grand, grand service, the Christmas grand service. And she was just like so excited. She's like, where did this come from? Have you guys been doing this all along? And I'm like, yes, you need to come. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. And it was so funny to see how excited she was to have something to do for Christmas because there's so many people that don't. Amen. Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. Coming. She's coming. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Bus. <laughs> now, we just need your enthusiasm, Asher. I think she's just... Who wouldn't want to come? Because she's so excited. you got to come. And I, I think that's what Andrew had. Andrew was that excited. Peter, you got to come. you got to come check this out. There's something about enthusiasm. And we should be enthusiastic about the good news. Amen? I mean, you don't have to be trained to give away the good news. Because you're just so excited about it. You know, this is Andrew. He, he didn't go to Alpha yet, Alan. I know Alpha's good, but Nikki Gumbel was not even born yet. So there was no Alpha course. He, did, he hadn't listened to the series or the messages as how, to, how and when should we share our faith. He hadn't done that. He hadn't done any courses on it. He'd done nothing. He just knew this is really good, and I'm going to go get somebody to come with me. And who else but my big brother, Peter. Peter, come on. You've got to come check this out. So important to be enthusiastic about what God's done in our life. And it spills over. It's contagious. Enthusiasm is contagious. So let's get into a couple of questions here, a couple of points. First of all, Andrew introduced his family to Jesus. If you're taking notes, the blank there is family. John chapter 140 to uh, 42 says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the, these men who had heard what John said and then followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother, Simon, and tell him, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, You are Simon, the son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. You will be a rock. You know, Jesus always lifts you up. He always makes something greater out of your life. He says, Simon, that's where you are now, but here's where you're going to be. I see you a rock. I see you as Peter the rock. So it's a great revelation for all of us that he, he believes in us and he, he thinks great things about us. Now, a couple things about what happened here. Notice the priority. The first thing that Andrew does, the first thing, he says, I've got to find Peter. I've got to talk to my family. And I think it should be the first thing that we do in our families is to share the love of God in our homes. The first thing. There's something powerful about a dad who will share the love of Christ in his home. There's something about a mom that will pray for her children. There's something about a brother or a sister or a granddaughter. Something about just reaching out to our family. It should be our first priority. You know, there's a song that I remember Johnny Cash used to sing, and my kids say, oh, Dad, don't use that. That's like three generations ago. Get, get a new artist, please. But anyhow... Uh, Anyhow, he sang this song, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? And it was a song about being in heaven with your family. And I think there's just a passion that our, our families would know Jesus, that we would reach out and we would invite them. And sometimes families can be the most challenging because they see all our quirks and they see when we blow it, they see when we've made mistakes and they watch us, especially if we become a Christian. They go, okay, I'm going to watch you now and I know how you're supposed to live and, and, and we make mistakes, but... You know what? Just invite them anyhow. Just say, come and see. Come check it out. The nice thing about it is the Holy Spirit does the work. 
Our job is just to say, come see, come, come check it out. Just share what we have, and the Lord will do the rest. So this is what Andrew does. The first thing he does, it's also notice the important. He, the, he went to find. It was important to him. And I don't know where Peter was. They think that he was likely fishing at this time. So he had to go down to the Sea of Galilee, had to check out where he was, but he found him. There's some effort into saying, come and see. There's a little bit of work involved with it, but he went to find him. He took some action about it. He was confident to tell him. There was no doubt in his mind. Andrew was positive that they had found the Messiah. And when we're confident, hey, this is it. You got to come check it out. Come see. It spills over, as does the enthusiasm. And then, of course, he took the action and he brought him. Come on, you got to come. Sometimes you need to pick people up in your car. Because, oh, I don't have a ride. I'll get you a ride. Well, I don't have a car. Get a taxi. Say, I'll I'll rent a taxi. I'll do whatever it takes, but I'm going to make a way for you to be there. You kind of eliminate the excuses. Come and see. Come check it out. And he he brought him. He went with him, and he introduced him to Jesus. Can you imagine that day? There's some things I want to watch when I get to heaven. I want to watch the reruns, if you like. And I'm just wondering, how did Andrew say to Jesus, Jesus, I'd like to introduce you to Peter. Peter's my big brother. This, this guy, is, he's, he is a leader, and he needs to meet you. And uh, I think he was excited to introduce his brother to Jesus. We need to be excited to introduce our friends to him. Another time that Andrew is seen in the story is when the feeding of the 5,000 takes place. And uh, he introduced somebody who was overlooked to Jesus. So if you're taking notes, the word is overlooked. There's more than 5,000 people. There's 5,000 men plus women and children. So let's say about 10,000 people. And it's been a long day. Everybody's tired and everybody's hungry. And they've been listening to Jesus teach. At the end of the day, everybody's ready to go home. And the Lord says to Philip, Philip, uh, why don't we get some food and feed these people? And Philip says, Lord, and I'm paraphrasing, are you serious? Like, Number one, where would we find the food? Like, who's got that much food in stock on their shelves that we could feed all these people? And secondly, this is going to cost 200 denarii, which would be about two-thirds of an average worker's wage. So let's say average person makes $60,000. It'd be about $40,000 to feed them. So 10,000 people, $4 a person. That's about right, about $40,000. And so Philip says, even if we had forty grand. Uh, Lord, who's got that much food in stock? I don't think Tim Hortons has that many sandwiches, so I don't, I'm not sure this is going to work. And, uh, and so, but the Lord's testing them. In the background is our disciple for the morning, Andrew. Andrew is thinking outside the box. And he sees somebody who was overlooked. He's a little boy. The little boy has got some barley loaves and some fish. Barley loaves were the food of the poor. And the fish were sardines. Ever opened them with a little can of sardines? So think that and think these little barley loaves. Not a big meal, enough for a little boy. And Andrew brings this boy to Jesus. We see him bringing a boy to Jesus. We see him bringing his brother to Jesus. Now, I don't know what kind of skills Andrew had. But he must, he must have been pretty winsome. 
because he was able to convince his older brother to come to Jesus. And he was also able to convince a child to give up his lunch. I don't know about you, but I've had raised four children, and I have a grandson now. And to get a grandson to give up his lunch? Are you serious? No, 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 no. They, they, they don't give up. But he, he was winsome. He was warm. He was, he was able to convince this child to give up his lunch. There's something about Andrew that I really like. He lived under the shadow of his big brother. He's never mentioned first, even though he was the first disciple. Peter gets mentioned first. And every time he is mentioned, he's always mentioned as Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. Has that ever bothered you? Somebody introduces you and says, oh, yeah, this is, this is so-and-so, and he is the wife of so-and-so, or, or she is the husband, or this is so-and-so, and his big brother is this, and you oh, great. I'm, I just want to be me. Recognize me for who I am, not for because I'm related to somebody or I work for this company. And Andrew kind of lived under that, but he didn't have a chip on his shoulder. He, he was secure, he knew his role, and he was happy to bring people to Jesus. And he brought this child to Jesus. In John chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what is that? What good is that to this huge crowd? And of course, you know the rest of the story. Jesus took that, and he lifted it up, and he prayed. The Father blessed it. And there was more than enough. But we could stop and preach there, couldn't we? That our God is Jehovah Jireh. He is a God of more than enough. We often feel like that here at the church because we don't have enough. And we often take and we, we're used to lifting up five barley loaves and two fishes and say, Lord, we don't have enough. But if you bless it, there'll be more than enough. So, Father, we give you what we have. We ask you to bless it. And then he does the rest. And then it's just fun to watch what God does. Fun to see how he's going to do it. It's fun to see how he's going to put this all together at Christmas. We were, had a, a meeting with Destino, and they're going to be helping us on the 22nd, 23rd for that grand service event. And uh, they're amazing singers. And, and we were just really wrestling with how do we put this all together. We had a meeting this week. We sat down with them. And it was just electric, the room, how everything all fit together, what God was doing in their heart, what God was doing in our heart. We just said, God, again, you're doing that. You're taking the little that we have, and you're multiplying it. And uh, we're believing, you have to know, for December, that 500 people throughout all, our, all, all, all that we're doing in December, 500 people will have that veil lifted. Their eyes will be open and say, oh! That is Jesus. Just like Andrew had a moment. That is the one who takes away the sin of the world. 500 people have this revelation. That is the Lord. And guess what? We all got a part to play. We all get to do something. We can all say, come and see. We can all be an Andrew. Andrew did it for his brother. Andrew did it for the overlooked. And especially for children. Children are so powerful. You know, we had our service out there in Pitt Meadows. And there are a lot more children and a ratio go to that service and any other services, just the, the demographics of the region. And really, it's for all of us. But I said to that team out there, when, you, when you're there, just think Disneyland. Because at Disneyland, no matter what age you are, if you work for Disneyland, you love the children. You get down, you look in their face, you love them, and you just treat children like they're, they're, they're so special. And I think this was Andrew. He treated children like they're special. 
Church family, can I ask you to do that? Can I ask you to treat the children so special? Can I ask you to treat the teens like they're so special? I met one of the ladies here this morning from church, and she brought her 11-year-old niece to church for the first time. Man, that's so special. God loves the children. Andrew caught that. He said, oh, you count. <laughs> Young man, you count. You, you, you can make. He didn't maybe say this, but for the rest of history, he's been talked about. It's because Andrew did not overlook him. He brought a child to him. We could tell you many stories about how that has changed the world, how children can go where nobody else can and share their faith. But for the sake of time, the last one, as Andrew introduced some influential people to Jesus. And this is in John chapter 12. What had happened was Lazarus had been raised from the dead. That's a pretty big event. When somebody gets raised from the dead, it's in the Jerusalem Post. It's being tweeted. It went viral. The whole community knows Lazarus is raised from the dead. These Greeks are in town for the Passover. It's a big celebration. Think uh, fireworks in downtown Vancouver. Lots of people, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, and these Greeks show up. They're not Jewish Greeks. They're, they're Greeks that are intellectual. They're hungry for knowledge. They're checking it out. They're there for the celebration. They have influence, and they're really curious about this Jesus, and they want to meet Jesus because Jesus has, at this point, he's almost reached celebrity status. <gasps> I'd like to meet this Jesus. And so they're smart. The way you get to somebody is you, you have to ask, you know, maybe one of their assistants. Sometimes you have to go through a secretary or, you, you know, somebody else to meet the person you want to meet. And so these guys, they want to meet Jesus. And we read the story, John 12, 20. Now, there are certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, say, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. And in turn, Andrew told Philip. Andrew and Philip told Jesus. So these guys come and they meet Philip and say, hey, Philip, would really like to meet Jesus. And Philip says, I don't know how to do this. Andrew, you, you're always bringing people to Jesus. Can you, can you take care of this one? Andrew says, yeah, yeah, come on. I'll take you. Let's go, Philip. Come on, let's introduce him to Jesus. These are influential people. Sometimes we say, oh, children, yeah. Family, yeah. But this person of influence, uh, I'd invite my family member to church. I'd invite children to church. I'd say, come and see, but... My, my boss? No, no, I don't. I'm afraid to do that. I get nervous about that. My, my, my banker? Uh, my, my MLA? My uh, wealthy next door neighbor? No, I don't know if I should do that. I like Andrew because Andrew had no fear. Yeah, come on, I'll take you to Jesus. Come on, you, you need to meet him. Everybody needs to meet Jesus. And sometimes we're really good to say, oh, I'll invite the overlooked. But I think Jesus is challenging us. Last night, or yesterday, we were in prayer for our services. And it was just like the Holy Spirit saying, just remind Coastal Church that I would want them to say to the people in their own circle, come see. That's from Jesus. In prayer yesterday. And he said in my heart, Some have come and come and come, but they have never brought people in their circle. Tell them to invite them. 
That sounds like Jesus. You've invited people you don't know, but your circle you don't want to invite. You don't want to be seen with them. You're afraid of being rejected. But I've commanded you to go and tell your circle to come. Come and see. Well, what would I invite them to? I'm not, they're a little nervous about coming into a church building. That's why you invite them to the grand service. If somebody on the bus says, hey, I don't have much to do this Christmas. You know, that's a lot of people. And some of the events are expensive. This is free. Come and see. Come check it out. And it will be fantastic. And Queen Elizabeth Theater, you know, it's, it's not uh, a church with stained glass windows. Everybody's used to it. So it's very easy to invite somebody. Next Sunday, we will have special invitations for you. And you can use these invitations. Hey, come and see. Come and see. And that's all you have to do. Whether it be for people of influence in your life, your peers. Whether it be for a child or an overlooked person. Or whether it be for a family member. Just say, come and see. And let's see what God does. Then we're going to have our float on the parade on December 2nd. The float will go by. And we will have thousands of people. And they will see a carpenter's Christmas. That's the theme. And we'll give out invitations off the float. We'll advertise it. It'll be, people will see it maybe on a, on a television ad. We had an amazing team. And uh, Paul, thanks for helping out on that. We had an amazing team. We made a great commercial. And uh, it'll be out on the, on the air. And we'll, we'll put it on different forms of media. And uh, you'll, you'll have a place to invite somebody to come and see. And let's, be, let's have the enthusiasm that Ashley did. Just say, come see, come check it out. And another great thing you can say, come see, is Business by the Book, December 5th. We're going to be at the Vancouver, Hotel Vancouver. Peter Legg is our guest speaker. And uh, some of you business people, I challenge you, buy a table. Buy a table for your friends. It's one of the great ways to make a Christmas present for them. Take them out for lunch. Peter Legg is an amazing speaker. We have some cards printed up. And uh, if, you, if you, you can't buy a table, but it's, it's not that much, get a table for your friends, invite them. Or, and, and then give out this. You can just say to, hey, Peter Legg, Google him, and you'll find all the good stuff about him. He's an amazing speaker. And just say, hey, you're invited. That's all God's asking us to do. Just let's be Andrew. Amen? Let's just be an Andrew this Christmas. Just say, come and see. And let's believe God that the power of the Holy Spirit will work through us that we're able to reach many people for the Lord this coming Christmas season. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, just wrapping this up. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. I'm not ashamed. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, Jew first and also Gentiles. If we want to see, experience the power of God, the deal is this, share. That river flows when we just share and we give it away for other people. That's really when it goes into action. Colossians 1.16 says, this same good news that came to you is going on all over the world. It's changing lives everywhere, and that's true. Just as it changed yours the very first day you heard and understood the truth about God's great kindness to sinners. It's changing the world. My wife sings a song that I love, Pastor Cheryl, and uh, she doesn't sing it very often anymore. She used to sing it more, but it's kind of out of style. And, uh, it's, uh, but it's called Consider the Lilies. She sang it for my 50th birthday here at church. And, but I love the words to it. The song says, May I introduce you to this friend of mine who hangs out the stars and tells the sun when to shine. He kisses the flowers each morning with dew. 
but he's not too busy to care about you. We have a heavenly father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love. He really cares when your heart, when your head is bowed low, consider the lilies and then you will know. Yes, consider the lilies and then you will know. This Sunday morning, may I introduce you to a friend of mine who really cares about you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.